0: brinkmanship. Do you know the word brinkmanship? I didn't. This was a word I had never, ever heard of before I met my husband. This was a husband who, it was nearly 17 years into our marriage before I really figured out what was truly wrong. I was married for almost 21 years to a covert narcissist. There were signs I should have seen, and I'll talk about these signs in in these episodes, but one of them had to do with this word Brinkmanship. I'm going to explain this word to you right now. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. So maybe you've never heard this word either. The word brinkmanship. My husband, you know, he loved to show his superiority by using fancy words. He bragged about his amazing vocabulary and he just thought it was great and actually funny when he used words that no one had ever heard of before. He would say, you don't know that word. You know, I don't, I didn't realize you wouldn't know that word. Holding it over your head and relishing the feeling of power and control that it gave him, it made you feel incredibly small and inferior. He used to say to me, I don't even know what words are common knowledge or not, you know, because all these words are, they're just common to me. So I don't even know what people don't consider, you know, common knowledge or, or not. I never know what words people are going to know or not. And it gave him so much superiority. Well, he told me one time that brinkmanship was his favorite word ever. I did not know that word, which, of course, only thrilled him. But as I learned about the word, I should have seen the red flag. So let me tell you what brinkmanship is. It's the art or the practice of pushing a dangerous situation or a dangerous confrontation to the limit of safety. And it's especially to force a desired outcome. Another definition, it's the technique or the practice of maneuvering a dangerous situation to the limits of tolerance or safety in order to secure the greatest advantage. Well, this should have set alarm bells off in my head. You know, he would describe it as... Well, I had friends who I could practice this with and I would push them to the very edge of what they could take, but I wouldn't push them over the edge. But I just right to that edge and it was so much fun. Well, it was fun because the desired outcome for him was to feel superior, to feel in charge and this gave him that superiority and that, that level of command. Well, little did I know that he had been practicing brinkmanship since his childhood. I thought it was an odd word, and it seemed like an odd concept to brag about. But it was true. He would push situations to their very breaking point. He pushed me and our kids to the brink, to the edge of a cliff, to get the outcome that he wanted. And what was that outcome? To make us uncomfortable, so he, until we could, till we gave in. You know, as as uncomfortable as he possibly could, and we would give in. We would give in to make peace. We would give in to just go forward. We would give in to just leave the situation. You know, he told me that he would push his friends just far enough to make them really mad, but not quite far enough to send them over that edge. And he was quite proud of his skills in brinkmanship. Well, this played out in his his life and our marriage, and it, it was that he made us miserable with his attitude, his reactions, his short comments, his snippiness. It got him what he wanted, though. What he wanted is we all tap danced around his moods. We all bent over backwards to accommodate his wants and desires. We all did everything we could to stay out of his way or to keep him happy. We all did all that we could to take responsibility for the situation just to keep peace. We would even be the ones apologizing to him just to make things better. I'm sorry, I really didn't mean to upset you there. And, and it's, I'm apologizing for things that I should never be apologizing for. You know, I'm so sorry that I asked you to scoot the car over in the garage. I'm so sorry that, you know, that I didn't, I didn't take out the trash today. Things that we should never be apologizing for, but we do it just to make peace, just to have some peace in our own home. You know, if I asked him to mow the grass or to do any other yard work, yes, he would usually end up doing it. But he made us miserable about it. You know, he'd get snippy and reactive, and, and he'd just kind of huff, and, and he'd go do it. Well, then you feel bad for asking him. And then after he had mowed, he'd hold that over my head as though now I owed him some great favors. Even though I had mowed the last four times without ever even getting a thank you. But if he mowed, now I owed him. And over years of this, I finally gave up. You know, it just wasn't worth it anymore i quit asking him and i just did it all myself well later i realized this is what he wanted in the first place you know now he could sit inside play his video games and complain that i never had any time for him and it it was all my fault well you know i would ask him will you pick up our kids you know they need a ride from such such and such and well, this was an ordeal. Everything had to be exactly right. What exact time? What exact location? They better be ready when I get there and don't make me wait on them. And, and this is that pushing to the edge where finally I would just give up and go, you know what? I'll take care of it. Well, that's what he wanted in the first place. You know, there's one time when our teenage son was asking him, hey, dad, can you pick me up at my friend's house tonight? I could drop him off, you know, but then I had to go to work and so he needed his dad to pick him up. Well, okay, at the time of this conversation, so picture this, dad's on the exercise bike and and the teenage son has come in and said, hey, dad, can you pick me up over at Bryson's house tonight? Well, dad responds back, where does he live? So our son says, he's on the other side of town. Well, dad gets all huffy with him. That doesn't do me any good. Why can't you just answer the question? How am I supposed to get there from that? Well, the son, our son responds, well, you're exercising. I figured I can give you the address when you're done. I just need to know if you can get me before mom leaves. Well, before he can even get those words out of his mouth, now dad's mad at him saying, you make things so difficult. Just tell me where he lives. Okay. So now our son tries that approach. Okay. You go West on highway 77. Then you turn right on Raven drive and then, and he's trying to give these directions Well, dad, who's on the exercise bike says, I can't do this now. I'm busy. You'll just have to ask me later. And that's where it ends. Well, I was in the room and I heard this entire conversation. Well, now our son has no idea if this is going to work out or not. I'm getting ready to leave. I've got to head to work. And and dad is mad and being a pain. And our son now wants nothing to do with him. But he has no clue whether, okay, can you pick me up or not? This seems like a simple question. So I finally speak up and I say, "Never mind. I'll work it out somehow. Well, then, and then the response I get from, from dad is, well, if you can work it out, then why are you bothering me in the first place? Well, by this time we're just done. You know, now I want to yell at him. I want to tell him how big of a jerk he's being. I want to tell him how miserable he makes his son and how impossible he is to live with and to function with daily life. I want to explode. Well, dad now gets to stay at home, lay around and play his video games, which is exactly what he wanted to do in the first place. He got me, he got what he wanted by pushing me past that point of tolerance, past that point of emotional safety. You know, I took care of our son, I made sure he had a ride, and I worked things out. Okay, fine. But I have times of wanting to absolutely erupt at my covert, narcissistic husband. Times that I just couldn't take it anymore. And if you were there, I understand. I get it. You know, I had times I did finally yell back. I don't yell i'm not that kind of a person but i did i was like a cat trapped in a corner and now i'm raising my voice and i'm yelling back at him well this only thrilled him more because now i look like a raging lunatic now he can actually say to me well why are you raising your voice at me he could tell everyone how i was acting while never admitting that he had pushed me to that edge over and over again he would tell me how much he liked brinkmanship. He would tell me that he loved to function that way, but he never would accept that that was what pushed me to that edge of getting so mad at him and and yelling back at him. Brinkmanship, you know, it works in their favor because they can push and push and drive you absolutely insane, but they see nothing wrong with this. To them, it's like it's a game. And when you react, that's not their fault. They didn't do anything wrong. It's time to stop all of this. It is time to stop giving them this power over you. Do not let them be in control of what kind of a person you are. No one should ever have that power in your life. You need to think about this. They are showing their true colors. They're showing who they are. That's on them. Let them. That's their problem. But who do you want to be? Do you want to be a peaceful person? Do you want to be a compassionate person? Do you want to be a respectful person? Then be that person. Let go of their garbage. Don't give them that power over you anymore so that they they can decide who you are, what kind of a person you are. Don't give that to them. Be the kind of person you want to be. Be a person who's, who's peaceful because that's what you choose. Who do you want to be for your kids? Who do you want your kids to see? You know, you get to decide the covert narcissist is showing their colors and that's on them. It's theirs to endure. It's theirs to pay for those consequences. That's fine. So be it, but don't let them change who you are. Be respectful. Even to them, you might think I've lost my mind. Yes. Even to them, not because they deserve it This isn't about them. They don't deserve it. I get it. Don't respect them because they deserve it. Respect them because you deserve to be a respectful person. You deserve the right to be peaceful and happy. I'm not saying stay with them. I'm not saying stay there and take that abuse. I can treat him with respect and I can walk away at the same time. I walk away because I I can't stay in that environment and stay and let him treat me that way but I treat them with respect because that's who I am. That's, that's me. And, and I simply walk away. I have better things to do with my time than to stay in an abusive conversation with anyone. I have better things to do with my time than to stay and argue with an abusive person or defend myself against an abusive person. That is a waste of my time and a waste of your time. So don't do it. I want to put my time and my mental energy into positive things, into relationships that matter. My children, my friends, my family that's not abusive, my hobbies, my work. If they want to be a jackass, let them. But don't let them turn you into anything that you don't want to be. Don't give them that power. You get to decide who you are. You know, one of the best things that my kids ever said to me, was mom, you've changed. And I said, Oh, how's that? And both of them, two separate conversations. Both of them said to me, you are more peaceful. What changed was I quit giving him that power over me. I quit letting him decide how I reacted. I quit letting him be the one to push me to that edge. And I went, you know what? I'm not going to that edge anymore. I'm done. So They began, as my kids saw this, they began to trust me more and more. They they started being more open with me, telling more about what was going on in their lives. We started connecting on a level that we had never experienced before. Yes, I was more peaceful and I was more of who I wanted to be. You get to choose that too. So I'm telling you now, go decide for yourself who you want to be. I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.